and make your way from those conversations. Let me say good morning to everybody who is online. It's great to have you here today. My name is Sean, and I'm one of the pastors here on this team, and it's great to have you here. How many of you are ready for 2024, right? You're ready to go. And I know, as Pastor Tyson was leading you just moments ago, you were most excited for 21 days of prayer and fasting, right? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God moves when his people pray. God moves when we begin to fast. And so I am encouraging you to ask God, how am I supposed to participate in these 21 days? I'm telling you, it could set the course for 2024. So don't miss the moment. I hope that you will join us for 21 days. Somebody say 21. Because I've actually been processing coming into a new year numbers. I've been thinking a lot about numbers, actually. I'm thinking numbers and I'm thinking resolutions. I'm thinking numerology because I love the significance of numbers. For instance, many of us in this space today, you've got a favorite number. You've got a number that when it is said, you can associate it to something else. For instance, the number one. I mean, the number one probably represents those of you who have finished in first place before. How, who, where are our first place finishers? Come on, it's okay. You know, it, first place, it represents winner. Did you know that number one actually also means unity? My favorite number is four. And I really have no rhyme or reason to it. I've just always really liked the number four. Um, and so it is a number that I've used in my life. When I look at the lens of scripture, the number seven, pretty important number. Um, the number seven is, is a number of perfection. The number 12, I mean, talks about in the Bible of God's authority or his control. The number 40, if, you, if you're aware of this, it, it represents trials. So for those of you who are in your 40s today, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is a thing. That happens, right? So, but what's your favorite number? Go ahead, tell your neighbor. What, what's your favorite number and why? I mean, we all have something. There's something that jogs in our heads. So let's take a look at it. Now, it's also interesting because I did say to you that I've been thinking about numbers and resolutions. It's funny, right? Because we often take these numbers and we tie them to the resolution. Some of us have walked into 2024 when it comes to your bank accounts and you've thought, I'm going to be this type of a saver. I'd like to have this in my bank by the end of 2024. So you've tied something there. Some of you, you've already kind of made this statement over your life that I'm going to lose this, this amount of weight. And you've tied a number to a resolution. I mean, tying these numbers to resolution is very common and it's popular for us because when we do that, like when, when we look at the word resolution, and I know some of you are looking at me right now like I've just swore at you with the word resolution, but all a resolution is, it's a preferred future. I'd like to do this. I'd like to see this. I want this to happen in my life. And so I set some goals in front of me to try to get there. Did you know that 92% of people, according to Kerry Newhoff, he, he says that 92% of people, your New Year's resolution is going to fail. <laughs> Are you encouraged today coming to church? Right? He also goes on, or actually Forbes magazine says that 62% of people feel pressured to even set 
a New Year's resolution. Have you ever felt pressured before to kind of have to jump into this game, right? Like, so we know what is happening, but this is what a resolution is. I don't know if you knew this, but a resolution is a firm decision to do or not do something. And how many of you have now made a resolution to not set a resolution for 2024, right? <laughs> You've done that. But this idea of resolution, I like it. It's a firm decision to do or not to do something because it's always about a preferred future. And I want you to know this today. Do you know that God absolutely loves the future? Do you know that God loves your future? And he's got a plan for your future. And so today, collectively, I am going to position in front of all of us a resolution as a church, one that is going to be for the future, and I hope that you'll come on its journey. So to do that, I'm going to turn to Isaiah 43, because I've been pondering this, approaching this new year, verses 18 to 19. And this is what it says. If you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen for you. It says this, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am about to do. See, for I'm about to do something, say it with me, new. new. And this is God speaking to us today. And I want you to see that I have already begun it. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I want you to forget it all, because I'm about to do something new. Anybody here interested today in God doing something new in your life? Well, guess what? You're in a good place on a good morning, because we serve a God who wants to do something new with you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. And I pray that as we un unravel what we're going to talk about here today, I ask that your name would be praised. Teach us in these moments about the resolution that you'd like to place in front of us as a church. And I ask, God, that we would see our preferred future the one that you are excited about, the one that you want to move in and through. So I give you thanks that you are here, that you are moving. Be with us, I pray. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. The number is 50. All right, turn to a neighbor, say 50. Uh, 50. Uh, today we're going to talk the number 50, especially with this resolution. And then let me kind of give you what I'm talking about. In 1974... God placed a dream and a vision with a small group of people, and that dream and that vision was Colwood Church, where you sit right now. I want to take you on a little bit of a history lesson today, and this history lesson is going to show us some things about who we are as a church and to do it and to start, I, I want to say thank you, first of all, to Bonnie Dahl, who is here with me today. Bonnie, wave at me so everybody can see you. Jim and Denise Huzzy, who were in our 9 a.m. gathering. These people have been instrumental in, in my history lesson. Today, I want to take you on a history lesson. And to do that, I, want, I actually want to show you the first original charter of membership for our church that happened. Here it is. It's beautiful writing, I know. But you're going to notice the yellow boxes. In the yellow boxes, in the 9 a.m. gathering, Bruce and Beulah were sitting in these seats. If you were to scroll down just a little bit more, there were a couple of families that were pillars to this church. The one family was the Friesen family. The other family was the Forsyth family. It just so happens that we have Francis Friesen 
sitting with us here today, and we honor you and thank you for what you have built with Papa Bill. Could we say thank you, first of all, to what has happened here? Bonnie, and as well as her siblings, happen to be the children of, of Papa Bill and Francis. Then you will notice William and Margaret Forsyth, which just so happens to be Denise Hussey's parents. These people in 1974 had an idea. They had a dream to come and to actually begin what is known as Callwood Church today. Now, if you haven't caught this yet, I want you to see that 2024 represents that this church is turning 50 years old. We have got some celebrating to do this year, and we're going to do it well, because how many of you know you look better with birthday hats and cake in your hand right now, right? So we're going to celebrate as we approach 50. But in 1974, Pastor Paul Hawks was the lead pastor of Glad Tidings downtown. God spoke to Pastor Paul and said, I'm going to place a dream in your heart, and it's going to be about a campus location, that you're going to plant a church. I've been instructed and told that Glad Tidings had other things that they could have taken care of. There was money that they could have directed in other places, but it had to do with a church plant. And so what happened off of Pastor Paul receiving this vision, this dream, this resolution from God, one of his board members, whose name was George Edgar, he proposed that why not the West Shore? I mean, there were other locations in the city, but why not West Shore? They realized that in their own congregation, a glad tidings, there were many church family members who lived out here in the West Shore. And so what would it look like if we actually placed a church in the West Shore? How many of you are excited that they placed the church out in the West Shore? Because I definitely am today. See, there was an opportunity to, to plant a church, and so let me show you some of the good-looking gentlemen that were there at the very beginning. You'll notice that our builder was Jim Hartshorn, who is still here in our community today and helps in many different ways with different people. Pastor Paul Hawks in the center decided to call someone from the prairies, Pastor Don McMillan, who had never stepped foot on Vancouver Island, and he answered the call to come, and he was the first pastor at Callwood Church. See, today, you and I, together, we sit on a dream. We sit on a resolution. We sit on a vision. Today, we are a part of history, and it is a 50-year-old one. In preparation for today, I decided to make some phone calls and I had the privilege of being able to speak with Pastor Paul Hawks, who was the Glad Tidings pastor, and I was able to speak with our first pastor, Pastor Don McMillan. I spoke with these gentlemen, and I got to tell you, I was stunned at the experiences they shared with me about what this looked like in 1974 and 1975. And as I spoke to them in separate occasions, there was one common denominator that resounded within their voices when they wanted to describe this. And they said this about Callwood Church. Callwood Church is a miracle. At its inception, at the very beginning, miracle was the phrase that was used to describe what this is even now today. Back in that day, as they decided to make this 
church plant happened in the West Shore, they quickly realized that there was no land available out here. It was hard to get. There was definitely companies that had occupied lots of the land. They just could not budge. It was hard. It was actually very expensive for them as well. Kind of sounds familiar, right? Like to today, not a lot has changed in the West Shore. Anyway, but this idea of that they could not move, they could not make this budge, but they realized quickly that God had a, he had a plan, in fact, what was happening is Pastor Don, our, our first pastor, he approached um, the Ridley brothers, who were the ones that occupied a lot of the land back in that day. He approached the Ridley brothers and he kind of sat down and he, he said, we would like to purchase the property that is adjacent from Dairy Queen. Yes, that Dairy Queen right across the street, 50 years old too. Uh, maybe a little bit older than us. But they wanted as a church to buy across the street. And the Ridley brothers basically said to them, sorry, we're not in the selling business. We're in the property building business. And, and Pastor Don, as I spoke to him, and I'm trying to articulate the stories. I, I, I was not alive in 1974 to hear these. But this idea, Pastor Don said he went into the office to speak with the Ridley brothers. And when no was being the answer, he placed his, his elbows on the, on the desk and he looked across at them. And he basically said to them this, God wants us to build a church in the West Shore, to which the Ridley brothers said, no, we are not selling your property. So what was hard already became seemingly more impossible. But as I mentioned to you, God had a, he had a plan. In fact, the, the seats in which you are sitting right now are, are this property right here on the screen that you could see right now, 2250 Sioux Road. Looks a little bit different, doesn't it? <laughs> than what we see it to be here today. And this is interesting because, as you notice, there was a house that was on this property. And this house was, was lived in by a gentleman and his wife. And after all of the searching and finding that they were looking for and they wouldn't get a release to get property, this gentleman who lived on this property one day, he called Pastor Paul Hawks and he said, listen, my wife has just recently passed away and I can't stand to live on this property anymore. Would you like to purchase the property? And if so, you need to come ASAP to place the deposit down so that you can have the opportunity. And of course, Pastor Paul and Pastor Don were like, this is unbelievable. And so what happened there is that they begin to put that on. Now, the Ridley brothers also found out that this property was now for sale because of what had happened. And they also came knocking. And so what happened in that exchange, from what I'm understanding, and just for context too, the Ridley brothers also owned this little strip mall beside Colwood Church. Maybe you've been there, Little Caesars, Subway, you know, those places. Ridley brothers owned that back in the day as well. Ridley brothers approached Pastor Don and basically said, we'd like to purchase this property from you. To which Pastor Don said, listen, if you give us the property across from DQ, we've got a deal to which the Ridley brothers said, no. To which Pastor Don said, Callwood Church is no longer for sale. And this is the beginning of where we have as a church. Let this be a lesson, actually, for us. Because when God places a dream in someone's heart and in someone's life, and he's got a plan in play, there's nothing that could happen to stop that. Let it be a lesson to us today when it comes to this story that God can move anything he wants to at any time he wants to. Because we know this, with God, nothing is impossible. When they thought that they could not build what we get to sit in here today, God was like, ah, I got, a, I got an option here, and I'm gonna make things work. Be reminded as you walk even into 2024, nothing is impossible with God. 
He has the ability to move mountains. He's just that type of a person. And I love that about who he is. In 1974, catch this, but our church started across the street. Did you know this? It actually started in the Colwood Community Hall. So many of you have driven by it. It's right beside Dairy Queen. And I was really drawn to this picture of some of the, the early days because the clothes that these people wore were unbelievable. <laughs> Don't you think? This is some amazing stuff. I see you, Daryl, <laughs> in the back. In fact, Daryl, I understand that you're in this picture somewhere. Far left. This is you with those cool pants? Okay? Listen, I made, this, I, I made this promise. If somebody would like to make a pair of pants like that for our birthday weekend, Pastor James will wear them for you. All right? So <laughs> actually, I'll wear them on birthday weekend. If you get me a pair of pants like that, Daryl, let's do it. Okay. So, but th this, this idea, we need to understand on their inception Sunday, their very first Sunday, 20 people showed up to church. 10 people were adults. 10 were children. But these families sacrificed a lot to start what we get to work with today. Pastor Don communicated to me that in preparation for this launch, the one thing that they did is they canvassed this community. They wanted to go out and let people know that a church was coming. Call a church was coming. Which reminds me of something really important about our origin story is that this church was birthed in evangelism. It was birthed in telling people that Jesus Christ is alive. And this is our DNA today. And that they were a church that were committed to letting people know who Jesus was. And in one year's time, 150 people were attending the church, which is huge for 1970. Yes, that's a good clap. I like that. This is important. But this is what Pastor Don told me. Every week in their church services, he asked people if they knew Jesus Christ. And he led a salvation prayer every single Sunday. Often weeks, they were having altar calls. He even told me that their church was a very friendly bunch of people. He challenged his church back in the day. He said, when you come to church on a Sunday, I want you to ignore everybody you know until you meet somebody you don't know. How many of you think in 2024, it's time to reinstitute Pastor Don's wisdom? Come into this place I mean, don't ignore them and make it awkward, but say hi to somebody that you have never met before. All of these things are what we have inside of us today is, is DNA. As they were meeting across the street, there was a sign that was placed on this property. And this sign, as you're going to see, um, has Jim Hartshorn's name on it. And he was the builder of what was happening here. But I want to tell you another miracle story because every single day, there was a gentleman whose name was Barry Downs. Barry Downs lived in Souk, had to make the, the journey in and out of town every single day. And every single day he saw this sign. And as he drove past it, it was, it was instrumental for him because this gentleman was running far from God. He had known God in his past, but every day he's just like, that church. And the church sign began to speak to him, which is pretty cool because we've got a church sign today. And guess what? That church sign speaks to a lot of people. And his story is actually amazing. It's funny how God can actually use signs to get somebody's attention, yes? And so this Barry Downs guy decides to give his life to Jesus. 
in this whole entire process of just driving Sucre Road every single day. And he becomes instrumental in the early days of the church. Running from God, but a sign led him back and instrumental. Talk about a miracle in Barry Downs' life. There was sod turning that took place here on this property. You'll also notice that with this sod turning, we're pretty famous in the news, apparently. I don't know uh, what it was called. Goldstream Gazette, they're back there. I don't know, but like, listen, the church was there. There were things happening all around. People were excited. They were beginning to learn, and they were beginning to hear about what was taking place. In fact, the, the actual property, the first property that was purchased, the ground, cost us $140,000. How many of you would like that deal today? <laughs> yes? And to, to build the building, $60,000. For $200,000, this is what happened. And I think that that is absolutely unbelievable. In fact, it was Jim Hartshorn who stepped into that moment to say, let me help you. So in 1975, the construction began. And the construction started to happen through the course of that year. And we had the opportunities to see what God was doing with us all around. So, hey, get connected. That's a subtle plug for what is happening uh, in your life. But uh, we're going to get there. Here's the building. Uh, but get connected, all right? Like is, but this, this idea today is that there was a plan, there was a dream, a resolution was made, and people decided to sacrifice greatly. And we get to land here. The construction started in April of 20, or uh, 2023, yeah. Uh, it started in April of 1975, and this building was dedicated to the Lord on November 23rd of 75, this building. So today, and coming into this year, we are about to celebrate 50 years together as a church. Pastor Don said that when this building was dedicated, they made their march over from the community hall to right here. There was a sign that was on the property over there, and it was directing them, the church is over this way, and that you're going to have the opportunity to go this way to see them. And you'll notice that in one of these inaugural pictures, you'll notice something really funny. There's something in the right picture that has existed for 50 years here in this church. I don't know if you know what I'm looking at right now. It's not the beautiful red carpet, obviously, or the big podium on the stage, but it is those little folding blue chairs. Have you ever sat on those in this church before? I think they've been here for 50 years. And I think that's a problem, actually, because a lot of people are, these are so uncomfortable. Yeah, so listen, if you feel led to donate chairs to the church, like talk to me after, but 50 years of chairs too. There are so many things. And really all I want to say to us now is the rest is history. Or at least this is our history. Or perhaps it's, it's a snapshot of our history. You know, this fall, we have been walking through the book of Ephesians. The Apostle Paul has been teaching us in apocalyptic language. And apocalyptic, not the way that we think of it, again, as in our world, like it's the end of the world and zombies, none of that. Apocalypse in the Bible means a reveal. He wants to reveal something. And we've been studying this together. But as we're approaching 2024 and, and knowing that this 50th birthday was coming our way, I have to ask the question, did, did those people in 1974, in, in 1975, did they see what God was going to do with Colwood Church? Did they truly see the, the life and the flourishing that this place has become for its community? Did, did they really have an apocalypse 
of knowing what God was going to do? Did, did they imagine everything that we are seeing and experiencing as a church in 2024? I'm here to say today that 50 years is significant. When we look back on this, this is 50 years of miracles. This is 50 years of evangelism. It's 50 years of friendly faces. And this is our origin story, that our DNA is to be a church that sees miracles. It's to tell people about Jesus Christ, and it is to be friendly to all people. And like I said at the very beginning, I've been caught in numerology lately because numbers matter. There are meanings to the numbers. And did you know today that the number 50 actually has a great significance in the Word of God? In fact, in Acts chapter 2, it is 50 days after the ascension of Jesus Christ, where in an upper room, it says that the Holy Spirit was poured out in power that the early church began its whole entire existence. 50. And I'm looking at this for us this year, and I wonder how many of you are ready for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God because we're in our 50th year. I am hungry today that the Holy Spirit would do something new, not old. We are appreciative. We honor, but I'm ready for something new here today, and I hope that you'll come with me in that. Leviticus chapter 25 is a very symbolic story of 50. In the Jewish calendar, they would work with seven days. On the seventh day, if you know your Bibles, you would have a thing called Sabbath. You would rest. That was on the week, so you would rest there. Every seventh year, they would say to the land, no more produce, you're not going to work your land. They would even give their land, their animals, a year of Sabbath rest. How many of you would sign up for that plan right now? A year of doing nothing. But after seven of those cycles, 49 years, then came the 50th year. The 50th year was called Jubilee. This is what happened with Jubilee, that people who had properties that were given away, rented, sold, would be returned to the owner. Not only that, if you had debt loads, they were forgiven. How many of you would like that right now? Not only that, slaves were set free. Jubilee had everything to do with releasing people and bringing freedom for individuals. And guess what, church? We're turning 50 which means perhaps this year could be a jubilee for us, for you, for people you know. I don't know what's going to happen here, but we've got the mark of the Holy Spirit and the releasing of people from debt and slavery. 50. Now, usually, in these significant church moments, the money conversation comes into play. So let's get that out there, because I know you're all waiting for it, Right? In these moments, many people will say, let's refresh the building, let's you know, pay off the mortgage, let's throw a party, and all of those things are great. And all of those things we will pay attention to in some capacity. But last year, our pastors went away on a retreat, and at that retreat, we came up with an idea. And it was an idea that we really felt the Holy Spirit speaking to us with. We brought it back home, I gave it to the board, and the board put their stamp of approval on it. 
Because as we were away last year, we were trying to figure out what's the plan, God? You know, what is our this year's plan for the fall in which we've walked through? But what is our three to five year window plan? And so we, we processed and discussed all of that. And we've been talking to you about that through the fall. We've been stuck in the book of Ephesians, stuck in a good way. And we're talking about what it means to be in Christ. And, and we've asked a question of you to be in Christ. And the response that we're hoping to solicit from you is like, are you in Christ? And your response would be, I'm in. And so we're looking at all of these things, but then we remembered that we've got a birthday that is coming up. We're turning 50. So what are we going to do here? This is what we thought about. We process this. We process the idea that somebody 50 years ago invested in us. Somebody took a chance in the West Shore when they had no clue whether this would work or not. With no insight, foresight to in 2024 where people were coming to Jesus and were trying to reach our communities, but they planted a seed. I mean, look around Caldwell Church at what happens through you today. Think about this. Don't take this lightly. You are a part of what we are doing. You are moving the needle. People are coming to Jesus Christ because of you. Do you think that they saw that in 1974? Did they have the ability to look at this and know what was going to happen? I'm here to tell us today that it is great to look back. We stand on their shoulders. We honor what has happened in our 50 years, but that is never the goal. The goal is always here. It is always about what's next and how we are moving the needle with God's kingdom and the things that he wants. We are never meant to stay there. We are meant to go here. And as we approach this new year, as we look at future today, and let's just hold the picture for one second, I want to pitch an initiative to you. The initiative is called 50 for 50. Let me explain first. This 50 for 50 initiative is a resolution to consider the next 50 years of Callwood Church. I'm so thankful for what has happened. I'm thankful for what we presently see, but I'm hungry for what God is about to do and the something new that is going to come. As someone planted seed in us, our pastors and board asked, what is the seed that we could place into others as we go forward? So 50 for 50 is this. For our 50th birthday, we want to give away $50,000 to this community. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have no hot clue how that's going to happen. But we believe that for our future, it is time for us to give away again. Somebody took a gamble with us. They followed the call and the dream that God placed in their heart. And you and I get to reap today what they thought. And today, what we are saying is we want to invest back to our community. We don't want it for us. We don't want to refresh this. We don't want to add this. We want to bless people in our community, perhaps through the Holy Spirit's power, and perhaps Jubilee is about to happen for somebody else. But we want to invest instead of us. The thought is now others. And we need your participation in this process. We really do. We need you to pray. We need you to pray because this is a lofty goal. I get it. We're coming off of Christmas, paying off the bills. We got things. We watch the culture of our climate. But we believe God has said that this is your moment, Callwood Church, for your next 50 years. So what will you do? So we need you to pray. We need your money. I love nervousness in people <laughs> in a space like this. 
I don't know if you noticed this when you came in today, but there's a visual in our foyer. I'm looking at it right now. It's 50 for 50 visual. It's a thermometer. We're going to track what we're, what we're giving. And where your participation is vital is this. Because some of you are asking, what are you going to give the 50 grand to? Here's the answer. I don't know. That's where you come in. Beside the banner, you're going to notice that there is paper, which is our 50 for 50 suggestion. There's a box. You're going to place your suggestion in. Perhaps you've got the who. Perhaps you know of something that we should be doing in this community. Perhaps there is an initiative that you think it would be awesome to bless them. An initiative like the food bank could be something to that. It could be an organization that you think would be more than happy to receive uh, this moment. Something like a women's shelter in our own community. Perhaps you know somebody who is struggling so much financially that it is an opportunity to bring some jubilee to their life. $50,000, a lot of money, yes? Not a lot of money? Don't know. Don't know how we're going to spend it. But what's going to happen is through your participation, in a number of months, we're going to take all of the results and we're going to prayerfully collaborate and discern what are the things that we should be doing in 50 for 50. And then we are going to give it all away. And we're going to plant some seed in this community. Why? Because someone planted us as a church and we're going to set the pace for the next 50 years with people who need to come to know Jesus. For those of you who are online today, you're not here, you're not seeing it. And then for the rest of us, we also have an online option available for all of it. In fact, when you go to our webpage, callwoodchurch.com, you're going to see a pop-up. And in that pop-up, it's going to give you an opportunity to donate. It's also going to give you an opportunity to bring a suggestion. We're going to collect those suggestions And this is the only caveat I can give to us about this. Please, let's do this above our tithes. We still have a responsibility and a job to do with what we're currently doing. This is for future. So this is a sacrificial ask. It's a generous ask. But I believe that we're able to do this. Now, you can pull out your phones if you want because I'm about to give you a date because we're going to celebrate. On May 24th to 26th, we are going to have a birthday party all weekend long. (laughs) It is going to be awesome. What we are going to do on the Friday night, we are going to have a party around our history. We're going to invite former leaders. We're going to have pictures, video, so you can laugh like I did, perhaps at some of the cool clothing that was back in the day. It is an opportunity for us to honor our past. And then on the Saturday, we are going to throw a party for our community we're going to invite them to come celebrate us with some food and some cake and some fun. And so we're going to invite our community in. And then on the Sunday, we're going to invite particular dignitaries. And then I'm going to release on that day the 50 for 50 initiatives and their launch. We're going to tell you what we have collectively decided together to get to this place of 50 for 50. So mark your calendars right away. And may I ask one more thing of you today? It would be this. Tell people what is happening. Let people know that you're part of a church who's got 50 years of history. And to make a splash for our future, we are going to invest into our community. Here's why. I have people who do not come to this church. I have people in this community who have, I've been talking to them about this moment. And they're like, Sean, how can I give? Where can I give? 
I love what you're doing and that you're not making it about you as a church, but you're going to make it about people who need. And I'm telling you, you've got circles and spheres of influence that I do not have. Perhaps this is an opportunity to set people up for a future of the West Shore. And I can say with confidence today, I believe that this generosity is going to mark our future and our successes in the kingdom of God. One more picture. In 1974, a resolution was made. It was a firm decision to do something. This is just a building. The thing I love about buildings is the people that sit in it. Because although we'll call this a church, you are the church. And someone in 1974 said, I'm going to dream that in the West Shore, there would be a fun group of people of all shapes and sizes and colors that would decide to love Jesus and to tell a community that Jesus died for them. And that church became a miracle church situated on evangelism, on the Holy Spirit. And they wanted to see God move in the West Shore. And praise God that their faith allows us to live the way we can for him today here. But I want you to consider, if you could picture this with your eyes closed, 50 more years of people, who are they? What do they look like? Who is it going to be as we invest today that are going to sit here another 50 years from now and say, thank you, 2024, for believing and dreaming, for planting seed sacrificially, generously. And it all grew because the Holy Spirit enabled it too. And I'm curious in 2024, Holy Spirit, come and have your way in us. We need a fresh wind. We need an outpouring of who you are. So church, God is about to do something new. We're going to celebrate our past, but we're going to look forward to the future. And this is our moment in time. Something new is about to be launched. So 50 for 50, let me ask you a question. Are you in? I'm in, and I hope that you'll come with us because it is now time to plant seed so the kingdom of God will flourish for the next 50 years in the West Shore, our home. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. With all eyes closed and head bowed, I'm going to go back to something Pastor Don said to me and it's a practice that we do every week. And it is this. Perhaps you're in this space today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. The one who we celebrated at communion. The one who we sang to. The one who actually planted Colvin Church. You know, perhaps you've never acknowledged him as Lord and Savior. And today you're saying, I need him. As I walk into 2024, this could be the greatest thing I could ever do in setting up my life. So if that's you today, on the count of three, I'm going to look across this room and if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and you'd like to, you'd like to jump 
into him. Today is your moment. And if you're online, you could click a link too and we'll be in touch with you that way. But I'm gonna scan this room on the count of three. One, two, three. Is there anybody today you'd like to accept Christ for the very first time? Thanks. Anybody else? I see you. Thank you. If that is your story today, pray this prayer with me, Jesus. I thank you today that you see me. At the start of 2024, you see me. And I pray today that you would um, you would help me to understand that you've got a dream for my future, and that dream includes you. So today, I acknowledge you. I accept you to be my Savior, that you would take away my sin. Thank you for the cross and your life that gives me a new chance. And I give you my life. So in 2024, help me to set these new moments with you, these goals, these resolutions, perhaps these preferred futures. Thank you for your love and that you love me. So today I give you my life and I'm so thankful that you see me today. So here's to 2024, Jesus. Let's do this. I pray it in your name. And Jesus, for the rest of us, as we have now pitched 50 for 50, I don't know how this is going to happen, God. But you asked us to take a step. And so we're going to step. Give us the faith to believe. Help us to know that our investment into this community is going to matter for the next 50 years. And I give you thanks for these things. So today, help us as we journey together towards our birthday weekend to be thankful for where you've brought us from, but where you're about to take us to. I want you to forget all of that because, see, I'm about to do something new. And Jesus, we welcome that today. May this church this year be marked with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a new and in a fresh way. And I pray that we would bring jubilee to people because that is your intent over lives. So Jesus, I love you and I thank you. And here's to our birthday and to your grace in getting us this far. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, can we say thank you to those who said yes to Jesus today? Now, if you did say yes to Jesus, my encouragement to you is to text the word LIFE to 250-478-7113. Couple things before you move. I know you're ready to go out, have some lunch. But if you are brand new to us today at Colwood Church, welcome to you. Please make sure you go say hi to Pastor James Levi in the Welcome Center. That would be a great opportunity for you to do that. On your way out today, if you need the paper copy, we begin tomorrow, 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is all online as well on our webpage, but I hope that you'll come on a journey to pray with us. So church, have a great week. Let's do this. 50 for 50 is in front of us. Have a good week. We love you. We'll see you next week.